0: What are the most overrated and underrated sports card sets? We've got strong opinions and we're gonna debate now. Sports card investors and welcome to another episode of Cards on the Table and boy do we have some fun topics for you today. We're going to talk about when you should grade cards for your personal collection, which 2022 NFL rookies are worth investing in, how to stop buying the wrong cards. But we are starting today with the age-old debate what sports card sets are underrated and which ones are overrated. Doug, welcome back to the show, sir. Thank you so much. I know you got strong opinions on this one. Teapot, I know you got strong opinions as well, but we're gonna start with Doug today because he's got a lot to say. So Doug, tell us what is overrated and what is underrated? So if you've watched a lot of our content
1: recently, I've talked a lot about how I'm starting to get a bit burned out on a lot of the ultra-modern inserts, and I think that they might start to be a bit overrated, but that's not what I'm gonna talk about. So your Kabooms, your Color Blasts, sure.
0: your downtowns, okay. Sure, they're getting there, but okay. what's,
1: what's way beyond that for me is a select handful of 90s inserts. Ooh, oh, you're gonna make some people mad. In number one, the worst card in the hobby, Jambalaya. Period. Oh, it is geez. the ugliest card. It's the, it's a dumb name. It's a hideous card to look at. Nothing about it is cool. It gives me none of the nostalgia that I like from, you know, '90s era, late '80s era stuff. Uh, and another one I'm going to lump in there with that that I think is just a terrible card is that's Jam. I think it's a hideous card. The design's terrible. The name is even worse. What that's Jam? No one no one says that. It doesn't mean anything. It's, they're terrible cards. Um, But not to be super negative, things that are underrated, and I've talked about this probably for the last few weeks as well. Um, One of my favorite sets that doesn't get enough love, in my opinion, is Court Kings. And the two uh, case hits out of the Blasters is Blank Slate, and out of Hobby is Aurora. I love those. Those are two of my favorites. Um, Obsidian, like the White Contra, not really an insert. That's more of a parallel, but White Contra is one of my favorite things. Um, and just certain eye appeal cards, things like, uh, you know, like Black Velocity and stuff like that. I, I always just, I don't know, I gravitate towards those. I, Anything
0: I'm, but Jambalaya. I'm with you on the underrated. Yeah. What do we think about that overrated team? By the way, the half of the audience that is still watching the show, the other half is already closed Doug's going to get canceled they're in the comments. Doug, Doug will be canceled. canceled. Doug's off the show. He's, yeah. been, he's already been canceled. We're going to ignore him. They're going to be asking for Ben to come back, which is super weird. <laughs> what, is your, what is your overrated and underrated? Uh, well, first of all,
2: there was a distinct moment about six, eight months ago when both of you two were crapping all over jambalayas and then you got one in your hands yeah, and went, pretty cool. oh, this is sweet, and I bought the a lenticular more. design. Yeah. Now there are certain subsequent years of jambalayas, which to me are not as aesthetically nice to look at, uh, but I love the original jambalayas, you can't go wrong. That's jam, I think it is a little overhyped actually, but I'm also just a fan of the nostalgia of it and I like acetate cards. Most overrated, this is the one that's going to get me maybe canceled in the comments, is downtowns from football. And the reason I say that downtowns from football are overrated is because for another mind-boggling reason, Panini has created discontinuity from basketball and football products where it started in basketball in studio in 2016 as from downtown. There's like a thousand of those graded with PSA. Then they went into uh, Cornerstones Basketball, 17-18. They were in, they were in uh, what were they in? Uh, they've had been a, in Panini 1, they, they've been they, in Donruss. Basically, they stopped, and now they're in Panini 1-1, and, and that's it in basketball, but they've got them in Donruss. Donruss Optic, clearly Donruss. Chronicles Draft Picks. Draft Picks, And yeah. then they've got parallels of all of them in all the products. On top of that, so it's, two, it's almost like two different insert sets. And I will tell you right now, this year, in 2022 Optic Football, they are absolutely. I don't even know if they are short printed. They are definitely not super short printed. Every other blaster box rip on YouTube right now is we hit a downtown, downtown, yeah. downtown. Yeah, super overrated. That's at because this point. I think there's no megas and cellos yeah. in uh, in retail for optic. Yeah, so they're putting in them. Uh, they're you know, just one they're for just blaster flooding case. the market with it now. Now right. underrated. People love that car though. Under I love them. They're overdoing it, and it's upsetting. Underrated. Nailed it, it's court kings, and you know we all love blank slates, I love blank slates. But the two that, you mentioned one, I mentioned the other, Auroras. Here, look at these awesome designs. Oh yeah, our gallery viewing market movers. The pop counts on Auroras are about half of what blank slate are, for the record. And then, this set is the one a lot of people uh, have never heard of and definitely don't know how to pronounce, it is Le Cinque Piubele. It means Mm -hmm. the five most beautiful. It goes all the way back to 2009, 2010 court kings. It started out as like five Kobe cards, uh, five, I forget who Kevin Durant cards, I think in the subsequent years. Now they have bigger checklists. These are really beautiful. The really crazy thing to me is if we look at this, look at the blank state in the BGS nine, five, okay. 1.8 K for LeBron in a blank slate. And then the prices in other grades, nine fives, PSA nines, BGS nine fives of these other ones, SGC nine, five, it's about half the price. And then for whatever reason, this SGC 9.5 went super cheap at 250 bucks, And the pop counts on those is very, very, very low. Full dis- disclaimer, I am targeting Giannis of these Cinque ballets. I just bought two of them. I'm going to try to
0: get the whole run of his. I think they're really, really
2: beautiful cards. All
0: right. Okay. All right. I, I, th- those are those are nice. Those are nice. I like it. All right. We we are wildly over time on that topic. I haven't even ge- been able to give my opinion yet. Can I? Can we get a producer? Can we get an extra minute here? I got, I got something to say. These people right. had strong opinions as well. So... On our sports card investor Instagram recently, our social director, Adam, asked ChatGPT what the most important top sets are, what the most popular tops and panini sets are. And let's bring up the tops ones on the screen. So ChatGPT had had Chrome at one. I'm fine with that. Finest at two, overrated. Should not be up there at number two, overrated, especially modern finest. I understand the 90s, there's a lot of, you know, but series one and two, five star, eh. Allen and Ginter at 5 overrated. Mm. Get Allen and Ginter out of here. I have never understood the appeal of the Allen and Ginter set. Those are it, awful. It just doesn't appeal to it's me. Like it's like the Heritage. number 5. It's, a throwback. it's the number 5 set no. according to ChatGPT. Get it out of here. What is not on this list is Bowman in general, but that may be because of how we phrased the question with tops. Yeah. Maybe. But then there's no diamond icons. That's incredible. There's no dynasty. Dynasty is incredible. There's no sapphire. Well, that's Everybody loves sapphire. CPT's data only goes back to 2021. Yeah, maybe maybe that's part of the problem on some of these. Uh, switching to Panini products here. National Treasures Prism Select. Okay, Contenders at four. Mm. Contenders is overrated. I never have understood the no. infatuation with Contenders. No. I just don't get it. I don't get it. I understand like you got the famous Brady Contenders eh. and it played a big deal, you know, in, in in hobby folklore for some time. But I don't I don't like Contenders. And then it's got Immaculate at five. What happened to Flawless? How are you putting Immaculate above Flawless? Where's Optic and the iconic rated rookie logo? So I guess I have to classify them as underrated because at least according to ChatGPT, they're not in the top five.
1: Optic honestly might be underrated.
0: Could be. I agree. I think it is. Okay. Spirited debate there. We're going to talk about our next topic. Speaking of overrated, Teapot, or underrated, Pristine Auction right now has a Patrick Mahomes downtown from 2020 Donruss PSA 10. It is a nice card. Yeah. You're you're declaring that thing wildly overrated. Here's what I know about about downtowns. You go to any card show in the country and there are buyers all over the show floor for your downtowns. People love downtowns. They are highly liquid. So if you wanna pick up a card and flip it at the national or flip it at a future card show, that downtown on Pristine is actually a good one to get. What are you looking at from Pristine this week? The best player from the last
2: decade and the best player from this decade in baseball. Teammates, Otani and Trout. Absolutely sick. Tops tier one, clear. uh, Dual autograph, numbered to five. BGS nine, autograph nine. Very, very cool. That's cool. What you got, Doug? I'm looking at a Flawless card. We mentioned them just a
1: minute ago. 2022 Flawless. This is collegiate. I'm looking at Chet Holmgren, okay. a guy that kind of has been out of the spotlight, obviously, with his injury, so we're not talking about him as much as maybe we would be normally. Um, but he's got a Flawless RPA. It's numbered to 25. It's PSA 9, auto grade 10. Pretty nice
0: card. That's really, really nice. And if you go to pristineauction.com and register right now, enter promo code SCI when you register. You're going to get $10 in free credit in your first order. And this is something really special they're doing right now. Between June 9th and June 15th, they're going to add an auction credit up to $500 into your account for free. But it only is good for 24 hours. So you have to log in every day to see if you got that auction credit added. You'll get it added one of those days. Between June 9th and June 15th, again, pristineauction.com, promo code SCI when you register to take advantage of all of this, for sure. Okay, let's jump into our data dive uh, segment, uh, Teapot, how to stop buying the wrong cards. So you took this idea of what's the right card and what's the wrong card, and you, with your very, very intelligent, mathematical, analytical brain. Thank you. Broke this whole thing down across a spreadsheet, put a whole formula together for this. Talk us through what you did here.
2: I completely geeked out. I think everybody from time to time struggles with having bought the wrong card. And it doesn't mean it's not a card you like, but it's like, ooh, did I like this more than that other one that just popped up and now I have no money to buy it or I shouldn't buy it in that type of a scenario. And this hits me a lot when I'm at shows where there's so much, there's so much to look at and I'll find these things I've never seen before and I kind of get tempted, right? I have, to, I have to stop myself and say, no, I don't want that card though more than this list of others on my watch list over here, so I'm not going to buy it. And so I like to quantify things. Back in the day I had a a spreadsheet like this for movies and I compartmentalized the different aspects of movies, the the screen, you know, the the script and the acting and the score and all of those things to kind of come up with this composite score. So that's what I did here. And it's basically just, you know, fill in the details of it. The thing about this is it's highly customizable. So I went in and just thought, okay, what are the most important aspects of a card to me? I weighted at 25% on aesthetics, 10% on rarity, 5% on the importance of the card. 35% on the player and 25% on just flex miscellaneous to help boost a card, give something a little bit of an edge. And I just started experimenting with it. This is kind of some sample data. I tried to play around with it, tweak it. I'll probably still tweak it a little bit more. I didn't put a value on here. I think that's something I would look to incorporate. I just wasn't quite sure the best way to do it. And so I just walked through it and I offered to share it with anybody who wants a white labeled copy of it. And I got a lot of great reception in the comments, tons of emails asking for a copy of it. I think it's something that people who are a little more analytical enjoy going through the process of.
0: Okay, I like that. My, my spreadsheet would you know, be a little bit of eye appeal and a little bit of rarity, like maybe 1% or 2% each and 1% or 2% investment value. And then I think 94% is this player the greatest quarterback ever to live, which is why I have the largest collection of Tim, Tim Tebow. Tebow cards. I, you were, I was going to call you out for your... In the entire world. I've got the largest Tebow. collection of Tim Tebow that has ever existed, Doug, and that's because of stuff like this. What do you think of this Doug? Are you this analytical when you're approaching stuff? How do you make your card buying decisions when you know what not to buy?
1: No, I'm not nearly this analytical. I'm very spontaneous and reckless and uh, broke. (laughs) Um, I think, you know, looking at this, what stands out to me is the player has got to be the, the heaviest weight for sure. You could hand me the most rare and aesthetic Draymond Green card of all time, and I'll just hand it right back to you. I don't want anything <laughs> to do with it. Well, he didn't
2: go to Kentucky, so that's part of the problem. <laughs> and they will kick you in the sweets. Yeah, exactly.
1: And on the other side of that, you could hand me one of my favorite players, but if it's an ugly card like a Jambalaya, I'm going to hand it right back to you because I want nothing to do with that. So it's really heavily focused on the player and then aesthetics beyond that. You know, I love color match cards. I talked a little bit about some of the other things I like, like Black Velocity or... Uh, Contra, I like White Sparkle and True Golds, things of that nature, just whatever catches my eye. So if the player and, you know, the aesthetics match, I'm, I'm probably a buyer. Uh, but yeah, at the end of the day, disregard everything I say because I'm, again, just pretty spontaneous and pretty reckless about what I buy. Sometimes I'll see it and I'm like, all right, let's just do it. It's good to be honest.
0: I think it's, I think both are good, frankly. I think there's a place for spontaneity when you're at a card show and you see something really cool. And you I, see a Desmond I Ritter one of
1: one and you severely overpay for it. Like things happen. Things,
0: <laughs> things happen. All right, guys, we've got more good topics to discuss, including, by the way, Desmond Ritter here in a second. But let's take a quick break. Alright, guys go get those beautiful card stands right now and save 15% use promo code SCI when you check out at standupdisplays.co all right let's get into our next topic when to grade and flip and or flip your own pc cards those are kind of two different things you know grading grading cards maybe for your own PC or maybe there's an opportunity to grade and then flip some cards that are in your PC if you want to get a little more cash out, right? This topic was suggested by one of our viewers in the last episode in the YouTube comments. Doug, what say you? Well, I'm re- you ready
1: for another hot take? Oh boy. Uh, do whatever you want. There's a lot of people that would like to tell you that there's all these unwritten rules of the hobby and you've got to do things a certain way. Uh, you don't have to follow anybody else's rules, participate in the hobby however you want to. If you want to grade your PC, grade it. If you feel like selling them at some point, sell them. Uh, but I'll tell you what I personally do. Um, to me, I'll consider grading a PC card if it's a certain value. And that threshold might be different for everybody. Like For me, maybe if a card is past $100 in value, it's worth having it graded, right? Uh, as long as the condition is, is nice. Uh, also, for continuity, if I have a display of cards like we've got here, maybe I want them all in the same slab instead of like a bunch of PSA or a bunch of SGC, and then one in a one touch, right? It just kind of doesn't look right. So maybe I just want to grade it just for that sake. Um, and then on the other side, we're talking about when do you sell or flip PC stuff. Multiple reasons, you know, something that I really like right now. Six months from now, maybe I don't like it as much. Maybe I'm like, ah, I've, you know, I've had this card for a while. Uh, it was a good ride. Let's let's get rid of it. Or maybe I've got the opportunity to liquidate some stuff and then move into something bigger that I never had a chance at getting before. You know, sometimes those opportunities pop up and it's
0: a very rare card. Maybe I'll move a lot of PC stuff to get the one really nice one. I, I like grading a lot of my PC cards, teapot, and oftentimes if it's not in great condition. I will, I will just submit it for grading and ask for an authentic grade back. Because I actually don't want a number. I don't want a PSA 5 on a PC card. But I actually like it in the graded slab. That has value to me. So I, I'll just get a graded PSA authentic or, or, you know, from SGC or BGS or, you know, whomever. Uh, what's your approach? You've graded a lot with TAG recently. Yeah, too, uh, you... so I historically have kept a lot of my pure PC cards, a lot yeah. of drum and stuff that is not for investment.
2: It's just for my collection, raw because it's cheaper. I don't have a cost then added on top of a $10 card to get it graded for 15 or $20 or whatever it costs. Now that being said, I did submit about 20 cards to tag because I like what they're trying to do. I I really wanna support that type of forward thinking and I love their slab design. I think it looks really good. I actually like that the label is printed white and doesn't distract Mm, from the card. I personally think putting a card in a magnetic one touch is maybe the best way to just show a card. Looks nice. Um, I like to send my vintage to SGC. I like the way that it looks in the tux, especially tobacco cards Mm -hmm. and other things. Oh, for sure. Uh, So I've kind of, you know, I have cards from all the major grading companies. I do like what Doug said about the price thresholds and I do that with upper end cards and I'll buy a lot of, you know, uh, graded cards of higher value or like flagship rookie cards and other things before that exact reason. But the other point that you made, which I completely agree with, is this unwritten rule thing and people who want to be condescending and say, you, you shouldn't be flipping your own cards or you should have them for some undetermined amount of time before you're allowed to sell them again. You can sell whatever you want. You can consolidate. You can curate. You can. I've bought cards and gotten it in the mail and literally gone, I don't really like this as much as I thought I would. It doesn't look as cool and just relisted it. It's like cut your loss and move on.
0: There's no. You, you can do whatever you want. 100% agree with that. Okay, next topic suggested by one of our viewers, 2022 NFL rookies. This rookie class last year didn't didn't have the same pizzazz, obviously a little more limited in quarterbacks, you know, only one quarterback drafted in the first two rounds of the draft. I uh, Are there any rookies there worth investing in or do we just need to look back to like 2020, 2021 and now maybe forward to 2023 when we actually have some, you know, highly, highly drafted quarterbacks coming again? My short answer would be no. I don't really particularly believe in any of the quarterbacks.
2: I compared, uh, you know, Brock Purdy to Chad Pennington on my data dive for this coming week. I think there's just a lot of downside with these guys. Sauce Gardner is a fantastic player. But his prices are completely irrational vis-a-vis Durrell Rivas, another Jets all-time lockdown cornerback. Uh, I love Aiden Hutchinson. I don't think he's a good investment. I think he's awesome. And then if you look at guys like um, like Kenneth Walker, Drake London, Chris Olave, those three guys I think have some short-term potential upside if they come out and they play really well. But I still can't justify buying positional players in football when you look at the historical data. Even for recent players, the DK Metcalfs and other players of the world, or just going back to the 2000s and 90s of those types of players, their, their prices just don't withstand the test of time. So I wouldn't really be
0: in any of these guys. I think, I think Teapot forgot that Desmond Ritter was part of this last draft class. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't hear him mention him. I'm sure you're going to mention him, Doug, as your player to invest in from the 2022 NFL draft class. No, I
1: won't. Um, but here, So here's the thing, right? Uh, not a very good draft class. And we've got basically three options as collectors and or investors, whichever way you're approaching this. We can take a risk on some of these middling QBs, these very mediocre QBs. Uh, we could really <laughs> overspend on Ritter if we if we want to. Um, or we could a- abandon the class entirely. Forget 2022, just prep for, for the next class, which might be a little bit better. Or... We can forget the QBs and maybe see some trickle down affecting the skill, skill position players, like what Teapot talked about a little bit uh, with some certain players. That's what I wish would happen. I God. wish, w- I wish this would make, you know, th- w- 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 I wish this would elevate skill position players or you know star defensive players. But that's not really what's happening right now. I think what I've seen happen as a result of this. I think people have really focused in on 2021 still. Yeah. We haven't seen the off-season dip for 2021 no. quarterbacks that we usually no. see. Or 2020. Right. Yeah. So I think what people have done is they, they've just continued to focus on, yeah. you know, the Burrows and the Herberts and the T-Laws and the or Justin Fields or whoever. And and that's the effect this has had.
0: So so real quick, let me ask yeah. you a question. So I bought, which Doug is obviously digging on me, I bought the Prism Black one-of-one one auto of Desmond Ritter. Yeah. Huge, huge card recently at the Dallas Card Show. The other night on, I think it was Golden, the Prism Black, one of one, the Black Finite, one of one, same exact card, of Brock Purdy, sold, say, just about the same condition, sold for the exact same price, exact same number, as, number of dollars. Which of those two cards, given their the, same exact which of those two cards would you rather have which you thinks will become worth more
1: brock purdy
0: really he's got a much better team and we've seen that he's
1: able to win on the field there's so there's so much more risk involved with Ritter. i don't think the falcons a, that's are, the wrong answer i don't do think you, the falcons are very good i was good. gonna stay
2: here and try to quickly pull up and look at purdy's other cards compared to Ritter, and they're much more expensive that would concern me uh i just don't I, think I like either of them. No, that's the that's answer. That's yeah. the wrong answer. I don't too. like either of them. Desmond
0: Ritter. Ladies and gentlemen, Desmond Ritter, the future of the Atlanta Falcons. Fly, Falcons, fly. He's got the weapons around him, man. We got Bajan coming from Texas. I know Bloody We got Kyle Pitts. Do you know how Florida many? Florida Gator. He's going to catch a hundred passes this season. You know season. how many Matt Ryan cards? We got Drake London. You know, oh my God, he's got so many weapons. Do you know how many Matt Ryan All right, cards have sold it. We're out of time, ladies K. and gentlemen. Thank you for watching. We appreciate Zero. you. Tell me in the comments that I'm right, please. Thank you. Hit that like, hit that subscribe, and go check out Stand Up Displays at standupdisplays.co. Promo code SCI for 15% off. Take care.